You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams. I'm a home organizer, speaker, community creator, and owner of Tidy Revival. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is a podcast not for little ears. If your kiddos are in the room, please pause now. Our podcast has an explicit rating. We're going deep on this show. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to be talking about the organizing philosophy that I use at home. And basically, I want to talk about this for a couple of reasons. One, I get asked a lot, and all organizers do, if our homes are perfect, and they're absolutely not. Um, But also, I want to share a sense of what I'm thinking about as I set up and maintain my systems. So this is going to be a quick overview of some things I talk about a lot and just how they apply to my own home. Because I know a lot of times I'm talking about client homes, but this is really about how they apply to my home. So if you've been following me for a while or listening to the podcast, you know, there are a couple of rules that I talk about all the time that help my clients, my club members as they're decluttering and getting organized. And things these are things that I use in my own space all the time as well and really help inform my decision making. So I am not going to harp on them too much. There's a good chance you already know what I'm talking about. But the biggest ones that I use a lot are the numbers rule and the space rule. And I know I talked about this recently as well with Brittany, and we talked about how we use these, we both use these in our homes as well, but the numbers rule really boils down to figuring out what the right number for you is for any sort of item. And I always use an example of reusable bags. That's something that I need to go through in my own home soon as well, because it's getting to be a little bit much, but I'm also realizing that somehow all of not all, all, but almost all of my reusable bags have migrated into one of my car's trunks and I need to separate them out. So I have them ready to go in each car instead of having there be too many in one car, if that makes sense. So just figuring out the right number of you for you, because there's, you know, I'm not going to use 10 reusable bags at a time. I'm just not right. Even if it's a Costco day, I'm bringing a cardboard box. So (laughs) another one is the space rule. The space rule is really about figuring out how much room you want to allot for a certain kind of item. For me, a project that I'm going to have in about a month and a half or so when I switch over for my fall wardrobe versus my summer wardrobe, which where I live in Sacramento, there is a vast difference because we're still having six six degree difference. What am I saying? We're having triple digit days, six degree days. We're having triple digit days. So my summer clothes are really important and I want to make sure that that's streamlined. But when it switches over to autumn, I know that I need to go through my clothes because the space that holds my off-season clothes as well as the clothes that don't fit me right now is really starting to be impacted. So for me, that's the amount of space that I want to use to house that sort of thing. So I need to go through it and figure out what of those items I'm not really using, what doesn't fit and is just probably not going to fit and make some tough decisions and let it go so I can have a little bit of bandwidth because when I go to put something in there right now, I'm kind of having to shove it in and it's no good. 
So I'm going to wait a little bit until I switch it over, but um, that's how I'm using the space rule to help me decide how much to keep. It's basically how much fits in the space. And that's a really important aspect of a lot of different spaces in our homes. Other places that I see this impacted a lot are in kitchens, like with how many cups is the right number of cups for you? How many coffee mugs is the right number? How many water bottles? How many travel coffee containers? So those are areas where it might be good to think about how much space you want to use to house it and just pare down from there. Save your favorites. Start with your favorites. See how many of your favorites fit. And the ones that aren't your favorite are probably the ones that could stand to go away. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. So my goal at home is really to be able to put everything away. I want it to have a home so I can find it later. And there are definitely some spaces in my home where I have, you know, kind of an et cetera drawer. There's going to be a drawer with some sentimental jewelry that I have, but I don't necessarily wear all the time. And that same drawer also has my sweater shaver and my, I think it even has like my bingo markers and oh gosh, what else? Just get some other random things. Also nearby, it's like where I keep my checks and my IDs and my gift cards and that sort of thing. So some areas are kind of like, all right, this is encompassing a few different things and they're a little, it's a little, et cetera. But I try not to have junk drawers. And the reason for this is because I strongly believe that when you label something a junk drawer, I mean like a memento label, the thing that you're most likely to house in there is just junk. So If you don't want to keep junk around, I highly suggest renaming things, especially in the kitchen. I like to rename rename it your utility drawer because you keep utilitarian things in a utility drawer. Junk doesn't go in there. Junk goes in the trash. By aiming to be able to put things away, this can really help you pinpoint where your issues are. The things that you're like, okay, I don't know where this is supposed to go. Those are the things that you need to sit down and create homes for. So are there other locations where, you know, something like this lives? Like if I was going to find a new home for my bingo stampers, maybe I'd put it in arts and crafts because it's kind of a marker situation. Or is there a whole category where you've got things? I find that a lot of people have Things like camping equipment that's kind of like a little bit is everywhere, but it's only used for camping. So that could be something to gather up. Travel items a lot of times fall into that category. So if you find that you have a lot of things just kind of chilling in different spaces and they need to find a home, it could be worth thinking, are there other things in this category that are just roaming around the house? Gather them up, put them in a bin slap a label on it, and now you've created a home for it. You just need to figure out where that bin goes. This episode is brought to you by The Club, our private community. This is where you can go to ask a thousand decluttering and organizing questions in a judgment-free, inclusive space where people get it. I'm in there to help you along the way, and we're all cheering each other on. 
You get weekly tips and prompts, accountability, and all the support you need to move forward, all at a low monthly price with no commitment. Learn more at tidyrevival.com. So another thing that I think about a lot and something that lets me know when it's time to declutter, as I mentioned before, is when things are too full. When I know that it's time to thin out a collection, that's really when I'm like, all right, let's declutter it. Maybe your socks are getting to be a bit too much and you're like, there's some socks in here that I definitely don't wear because they're old and not my favorites. And now I've replaced them with things that are my favorites. So maybe it's time to let them go. Underwear, that happens a lot too. I mentioned my off-season clothing. That's space that I need to thin out. This can happen a lot with shoes. If you don't have enough room to store all your shoes, then maybe it's time to re-examine how you're storing your shoes. And if you're just completely maxed out on room, think about, am I actually wearing all these shoes? I went ahead and decluttered. Now I have some extra space because I went ahead and decluttered all of my heels recently. Anything taller than, I think, two inches. (laughs) So I have a couple of like little baby kind of stack heels, but Anything that was stiletto-y or taller is just now gone because I wasn't wearing it. Even to more formal events, I was really opting for these like really low black velvety sandals that I have that just hit the mark, work with a lot of outfits, and are so much more comfortable than a lot of the taller ones that I had. And I just decided that, yeah, I don't care. So instead of housing them in my precious, precious storage space for all time and eternity, I just went ahead and let them go. Thinking about what no longer really fits your lifestyle, those can be good candidates to leave as you are thinning things out. I know that I mentioned this in my conversation with Brittany. If you missed it, I really think this one is worth mentioning. A big thing that's helped me to reduce the amount of clutter that I have roaming the streets of my house is to create an, a home for revolving items. So I have a bin near my back door. It's labeled GTFO. That means get the funk out of my house. And any of the items that are going to be going away because they really belong in someone else's house. Or maybe it's, you know, right now I have an item that I'm going to take to my book club. Or I have a vase that my neighbor lent us. And I have some stuff that needs to go to my sister's house, that all lives in this bin near the back door so that when I need it, I know where all those items are. And what's in it ends up having a rotation. But the common denominator is all those items are queued up and ready to get out of my house. So I don't need to worry about them, you know, oh, where do I set that down? Or is it hiding in a closet, et cetera? It's just in a spot ready to go. Hey, hun, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. Something else that's really helped me is to create a bin for sentimentality. In my home, I generally have pictures on my fridge of my nieces and nephews or my friends' kids. And basically, I have this little collection. I love, we love looking at it every morning. It just brightens our mornings. I mean, our whole day, but first thing in the morning is when it makes me especially happy. And then as I get, say, a new school picture or a new sport picture, I'll switch it out for that kiddo so that they have the most recent one on the fridge. 
And if you're a fridge kid, then <laughs> you should know I'm saving your pictures and go with my sentimental bin where I have all the little wallet sized in there. Or sometimes someone will make you a cute doodle. My niece recently made a picture of it was her whole family plus Corey and I, and it was just the sweetest thing. So that absolutely went on the fridge. It'll probably be there for another month or so. I'm absolutely keeping that one. Another nephew cut out a picture of a bridge that he found in a magazine. He really likes bridges. So that was a very big deal. The bridge has been on my fridge for a while and it that will go to my sentimental bin too because it was just so sweet. But you know, there's some other ones where you're like, okay, we're going to keep it up for a while then we can let it go and that's fine too. But having a spot for those sentimental items is really key because then when I feel like I want to take a little trip through memory lane, I know where all those items are, but they're not, you know, on a shelf somewhere collecting dust because I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know where this should go. And that's really the key is when you're thinking like, I don't know where this should go. Then let's think about what other items fall in that category. And then maybe we can create a home for them. That's essentially how I do everything in my house. Like what is the problem? And what is a solution that I can make around that? Another really random example of what problem am I looking to solve? I have a smaller selection of oils and vinegars. I really try and get these as they're needed for a recipe versus having the store at my house. We do meal planning. So every week I compare what is on the recipe that I'm going to be using and then compare it to what I have in the house. And if I need something else, then I can get it. But if I don't, then it can just live at the store until I need it. So I have a small collection of oils and vinegars and where they need to live in my house because of how my pantry is set up is that they needed to be up high. But I kind of have to stretch. Like it's easier for Corey. He's tall, but I have to stretch to get them. And so I was finding myself needing to go to the closet, grab the stool, bring it out, get up high, kind of make sure to grab a bottle in the back. But, you know, you don't want to knock it off so that it falls on the ground and spills everywhere. So it was a little bit precarious, but it was still the best spot for our kitchen layout. So went ahead and got a Lazy Susan. One Lazy Susan really saved the day because then I can still have some things stored behind the Lady C Susan that I maybe don't need to access frequently. It can be like the bowls. Let's see what's behind the wheel. We have a couple of bowls stack into each other that I only use if I'm doing like a really big baking project. Don't use them all the time, but if I need to bake 10 loaves of banana bread or four batches of cookies or whatever the case may be, they're ready to go. They're also great for chips for a party or individual bags of chips if we're going to the beach or something like that. It's there. It's a great big bowl, but I don't use it frequently at all. So it's a great candidate to be tucked away up above. It's fine if I need to get it. I can grab the step stool for that. But in front of it, it's just this lazy Susan, these items I use all the time. But now I can just do a little spinny spin, grab what I need, and it's so much easier. Just thinking about that's always exactly what every organizational system here is about is what is the problem and then creating solutions around it. And then I wanted to chat real quick about maintaining your space because the tips that I give for maintaining are really similar <laughs> to the tips that I give for when you're getting started decluttering and organizing. 
And that is sometimes when you're feeling like things are just getting a little out of hand, I suggest putting on a podcast or an album that you love that makes you want to dance, set your timer for 20 minutes, just put things back where they belong. Because there are going to be things that are just out and about, maybe clothes are out, you know, you throw them in the laundry. For me, if you've been following me for a while, you know that there is a pile of clothes that ends up on the side of my bed. Maybe I put it away earlier today. I just got to pull out my timer, set it, and just spend a little bit of time resetting those systems. Because the thing is, your systems are not going to be perfect all the time. They're just not. And if your systems unravel, it doesn't mean that it's a moral failing on your part. It doesn't mean that you're bad at organizing. It means that you're a human who lives in their house, has busy times, and maybe isn't perfectly putting every single thing away the second you're done using it every single time. And you know what? That's fine. That is fine. It is not a reflection on your ability to be or stay organized. All it means is that there is a chance for you to reset. But that's the beauty of creating homes for things is that when we reset them, they're going back to the space that they belong. And we are able to find what we need when we need it and put it away easily. That's the system, baby. And that's all it is. And I want to make it as simple as you would like it to be. I know I need my systems very simple or else they are even less likely to stay maintained. So there you have it. A couple of things that I'm thinking about at home while I'm getting organized and while I'm resetting my systems. If you have any questions about this, please DM me on Instagram at tidy revival, or you can email me at carly at tidy revival. I would love to answer any questions that you have on a future episode. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about the work I do with people one-on-one or more about our private community, the club, where you can also get weekly tips, prompts, accountability, and ask me unlimited questions, head to tidyrevival.com to get all the info you need. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear from you. If you have takeaways to share, tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, or DM us anytime. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song Maverick is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.